Jesus Follower, episode 96, I believe. Jesus. Welcome in. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Andrew. 96, inching closer and closer. That's exciting. The big one, zero, zero. Yes, yes. It's exciting. We got a good good topic, I think, today. Yes. So glad you all are along for the ride. So last week we talked about uh, He Gets Us and The Chosen, things like this. Uh, things a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about, different yeah. perspectives about. And we were talking about it throughout last week into today when we're recording. And um, it kind of led us to the topic of when or uh, yeah when you should or shouldn't leave a church there's a yeah. lot of fluid things things emotion going on with the church things that people like and dislike and our lives are fluid too just going forward as we're following jesus so uh Daniel, when, uh, well, or first of all, have you had any experiences like this in your life when uh, church culture or church life got a little <laughs> crunchy, maybe, or uh, con- crunchy, uh, full of conflict or whatever? Yeah. Have you ever uh, considered leaving a church? Uh, yes. Yeah, we've had we've had a couple different experiences. You know, it's it's interesting that you ask, I think, and um, probably our own testimonies would go a long way in kind of um, kind of. Um, dissecting this topic a little bit. But I remember when I was young, uh, my parents, my my mom and dad, we always grew up in this one particular church in, in the place in Kentucky and where we're from and spent many years at that church. But there came a time where it was actually interesting leading up to it that my mom felt like that, that we should be going somewhere else, that it was time to leave. But my dad did not. And my dad was a deacon at the church, I'm pretty sure. And so mom, it, out of respect for him, stayed. And there came a point in time time where conflict arose in the church and I was in my teens. So I don't really, I wasn't really in the know of what exactly was actually going on. But I remember one Sunday morning, uh, the chairman of the deacon was up talking about something and someone stood up in the oh. congregation in the middle of service. I think visitors were there. The, the, the thing you would never want e. to be. Yeah. And so then everything kind of kind of exploded and it wasn't incredibly long after that, that we ended up moving. So that was, <laughs> yeah. that was, that was one, uh, that was one instance. And there was another instance since I've been in ministry where we were at a place and it just really felt like that it was not the right place. It just felt like the Lord was leading that. Not that, not that people were being hateful or anything like that, or the, that the word wasn't being taught. It wasn't that it just was, uh, and that's also interesting. It was just the spirit of God kind of saying, this isn't it. This isn't where I've got you to be settled in. So, right. yeah, there have been a couple times in life where where that has taken place, um, but not really for kind of what we're going to be talking about today, I think, other than the first time. The first oh, time. Right. Definitely a problem. What about you? I mean, you grew up in the same church, right? Most of your life. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a blessing. There was definitely times, uh, where my parents felt, uh, led away. Well, maybe not led, but for one reason or another, it wasn't always the perfect fit. Like we were raised in Christian school. It was a small church. So like oftentimes especially I'm the oldest in my family growing up into my teenage years, I was like the only one or one of three in the youth group. And there wasn't always that fully developed kids ministry there. So, uh, you know, like things like that and a couple other things with people, it it just stinks because people are sinful (laughs) and we're sinful (laughs) included. So uh, things are right. I know it's a real bummer, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, so, uh, but, but they didn't, uh, it, it was multiple times 
throughout my life, my my dad and my parents said we, we could move, but we shouldn't. And, th- and that was a real gift for me, I think. And what we're going to get into today is that, especially even in our sin, first, uh, you know, impulse is to find greener pastures, yeah. and find somewhere better when conflict arises. But uh, I was most of my life, there was uh, one church early on when I was less than 10 years old that we were going to, and uh, there was a new pastor came in to replace a longtime senior pastor, and he was very... I, I I don't have per- personal memories of it fully fleshed out like they would, but uh, to my understanding, a little domineering, a little unkind, and uh, that wasn't a good, uh, you know, environment for us as a family to grow. Especially yeah. for my parents, I was young; uh, their their kids were young at that time. So moved on from that church, and then uh, when before that we went to when they were living closer to downtown Columbus, they were going to a church in Columbus, and then moved out uh, to uh, Plain City, where I'm from, and that's about uh. an hour drive to where they were going to church. So that uh, before that was when they left a church before, but the majority of my life from uh, around age ten, I'm terrible with Lauren jokes that. When, whenever I'm unsure of an age growing up, I just say seven. Like when I was seven, <laughs> we went. To, Everything <laughs> happened when you were seven. Right, uh, yeah. In that one year. Yeah. Um, but we, we stayed at that one church in Marysville until, uh, and they're not there now, unfortunately. But when I was, uh, in, until I went to college. Oh, okay. Uh, we were there, so. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I thought, I thought you spent quite a bit of time. So yeah, we, we definitely, I would say this though, we, neither one of us, we weren't really church hoppers. We've never experienced that kind of yeah. mentality where we are sampling the whole uh, plethora of church uh, buffet line that is available, you know? We, yeah. Um, and so I haven't never, I've never experienced that. And the other thing that my parents did um, that was valuable for me too, is that they, um, which I'm not saying, you know, sometimes it doesn't necessarily work like this and it still works okay, but they were in church together. And so they kept the family in church together. So, mm-hmm. um, not, you know, especially when we were little now, if we got bigger, we may have spread out and we may have ended up in different places than when the kids got older. But as the kids were little, you know, we were blessed that my mom and my dad were at the same church, we were all going to the same church together, and that that's oh, a special yeah. time, you know. That is, uh, and I know sometimes it doesn't happen just like that, but it was a blessing for us just to be able to be together in in the Lord uh, in worship and and just to have that time. So um, that was really good. Yes, yes. Oh, that is good. But going off that, I think that might be a good place to start, especially with just the expectations of what the church is. I think, uh, well, I think of the term family of God. You were talking about family within the church, but that's kind of, that is a biblical concept. I was looking here where you were talking in 1 Timothy. I forgot where it is, but Paul calls it the uh, household of God. Yeah. And in in that letter to Timothy, talking about the church. So otherwise, we talk about uh, that's often in an employee employer setting a red flag and we're like we're a family here yeah. <laughs> that often means you're not in a good work environment yeah. right uh, we're a family so you should do this this and this and not ask questions but um what's different about the church is that god is the head of the household that's right, right. So that's it right. Is a divine <laughs> thankfully uh, yeah. we're a family here yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. but the difference being is that we're not the head of that family or, uh, or else it would be a sinful foundation you yeah know? 
yeah, yeah. Uh, not the best thing in the world. So uh, God has established his church through Christ and Christ is the head of his body, the church. Is yeah. what, that's another metaphor is Christ's body. It talks about uh, different people being different parts of the body that yeah. we should uh, prepare people for the work of the ministry. Yeah. That that's how ministry gets done. The, Paul used the, the verbiage of completing what was left uh, I forget the, the, the noun that, but what was left, uh, after the cross, like what completing the ministry of Christ that he's sending the Holy spirit. And that's the job as a church in acts two, it talks about, um, Oh now where is it? Oh dear. I was right here. And then now it's all over the place, but, um, <laughs> Oh, and for 42 rather, uh, Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. So that was kind of their task early on. They developed that church at Pentecost when the Holy Spirit unleashed them before uh, Jesus said, wait until the Holy Spirit comes. And they came at Pente- Pentecost and they went guns a blazing. Yes. Just like we do after the theme music starts. We're like, yes, yeah. let's go. Guns a blazing. <laughs> right, guns a blazing. So the, the church was established. The problem is we're talking about when to leave a church. This yeah. is not really talked about in the New Testament because no one really left the church. Yeah. I think we have this different idea of what the church is today on yeah. a foundational level that deviates from this New Testament picture yeah. that uh, that kind of warps our expectations on those surface level terms. Yeah. Can you speak to that? Like yeah. I, how that's it, changed? That's interesting. I, I, I was thinking about that before you, like early on when I was thinking about, okay, is there is there examples in the New Testament of what, when the proper time to leave the church is? And it's like, there really are no examples of, there's nowhere that, I, that sticks out in my mind where Paul's like, hey, you need to leave this church. It's always like, uh, you know, we have a design and a makeup for uh, fellowship and being together in prayer and in the church, growing together in the church. And then when things arise, it's not really the, you leave the church. It's more of you discipline when discipline is needed and then reconciliation comes and then you continue to serve together. Um, So it's very interesting. You know, you bring that up and we're going to talk about something, something tonight on Wednesday night in our Bible study. That's kind of on the same pulling at the same thread, I think. And it's like, well, so we, we don't really even have a lot of opportunity to see what church did discipline looks like, have a lot of opportunity to see what reconciliation on the other side, how beautiful that picture is. We don't, yeah. we don't let the spirit work in those things because in our culture today, if you get mad at church, you just leave mm-hmm. and, and you don't, oftentimes you don't stay either you leave or you, you, you are a part at times of an uprising to get someone else out. And so yeah. it's, it's always an out. It's never a, well, or rarely a discipline time where reconciliation can be found. Um, And so Mm -hmm. it's interesting. It's always interesting for me to think about that. Okay, so if our makeup is so different and there's no real examples and some people would say, oh, well, it's a different time. You know, they had they had churches for the towns that they were in and Mm -hmm. it wasn't just a bunch of different churches. But then it begs the other question. Well, are we is the construct correct in all of the the plethora of denominations of all of the different churches of all the right you know is that a bi- biblical concept just in general and it would almost be to the point that you would have to say Probably not, because it's just Mm -hmm. not found there. I mean, and, and that's not the design. Like you said, it's not the design to leave. 
it's really the design to learn how to be able to approach one another in love and truth, bear one another's burdens, even when things aren't going right, hang with one another, and then come through the other side as God gives you that victory and rejoice in that victory together, which you don't have that sense of hospitality, camaraderie oftentimes because we're too quick to look for the out. Yeah. Uh, So that's very interesting. That's almost a whole nother question, I think, you know, but that's very interesting. That is a sign of our culture, though, seeping into our perspective and our minds, because you do say it's a a different different time. Sure. Yeah. But we talked a couple of weeks ago, the dis- discipleship versus consumer culture. You, you right. might not think those things are are butted up against each other. But later on in First Timothy, even it, it, it draws these kind of lines. Uh, Paul says, if anyone teaches false doctrine and does not agree with the sound teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ and with the teaching that promotes godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing, but has an unhealthy interest in disputes and arguments over words from these come envy, quarreling, uh, slang evil suspicions and constant disagreements among people whose minds are depraved and deprived of the truth who imagine that godliness is a way to material gain. We talked about similar things in our, our staff meeting. We read through Micah this last week, and there's a moment where God uh, judges the people of, of Israel who are living in unrepentant sin and say, uh, you know, say things at the same time like, uh, I forget exactly how to say it, but essentially, if God's for us, who can be against us? That right, kind of right. an idea, like we can do anything because God's for us. So there's kind of a, a, a thing here where we can, in this consumer culture, focus our gaze on things like, do we like the style of music that's going on? Do we like the preacher's style? He walks the aisle. I really don't like that. I'm going to, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he, <laughs> I could pick on myself too. He, uh, you know, the kids' ministries aren't the way, or the, the, the curriculum's not what we would want uh, because it's A, B, or C. Uh, you know, we could go laundry list of things. We're not studying what I want to study in life groups. All these things that are on the surface. Meanwhile, um, Paul's drawing a different line. Like yeah. if the gospel's not preached, then that's an issue. So that, that, yeah, it's, it's definitely part of it and kind of how we, we have to address that before going any deeper, because if not, then we're kind of shooting at two different levels where people are like, well, I want to leave because I feel this way. We have to train our expectations and our value system to, uh, you know, look after the right things, both in a church experience and, you know, in reasons why we could or should leave. Yeah. You know, and it, and it does, it molds every, it molds so many different components because then the, what happens is, is that everything is catered to uh, the culture's standard. So, you know, our, our church services, our worship services are very short and concise in comparison to probably what they would have been. Why? Well, because nobody wants to be there that long. And if you don't make it short, then people are going to go somewhere else where they can find it short. You know, yeah. the way that we approach worship, even you're, you, you know, you're thinking our children's programs, a lot of it can be, if we're not really careful, very entertainment focused because we got to get them in. And if we don't entertain them, we're not going to get them in. And, and all of a sudden what church becomes is actually not a biblical, very good biblical model and example in general. And so then what the people see that are in church is not a very good biblical model and example. And then you get what we have 
have in our culture today, which is oftentimes very diluted and watered down version of what the biblical example of the purpose and uh, and plan for the church was just in general in the scripture. Um, and you also kind of lose sight. And these are just things that I've worked through myself. You lose sight of, well, I want to trust the spirit to draw that person and not water down the message in order to get them. And you kind of go from that to say, well, but you know, if we don't adhere to certain of these things, then they're just not going to come. And so we just need to, we just need to do some of those. And it's like Mm -hmm. this, it's like this internal battle, which should be a no brainer. Like we'll just trust God. Like the spirit will lead, we'll stand on truth and we'll do it the biblical way. But then in the back of your mind, it's like, but you know, you could do this and really get them in. It may take away a little, but then you'll come right back to it once they get in. And it's like, ah, man, it, so it, it permeates throughout all of our practices, our protocols, our procedures, the way we do things. It seems to just find, have seepage of that throughout all of what we do. And Mm -hmm. we have to be very careful about that. Right, right. We absolutely do. So let's go with the remainder. We have about 10 minutes left in our uh, time that we scheduled. Uh, somebody comes to you, Daniel, and they say, I'm unhappy. Even let's say they're not a part of Rolling Hills. I'm unhappy with my church. I'm, I'm discontent because of A, B, or C. Which reasons would you, let's start with uh, reject, push back against, say those are not good reasons to leave the church? Yeah, so I would I would venture to say this is going to be a bold. Don't uh, hold me. Don't attack me for this. Oh boy! <laughs> but I would say probably seventy five percent of the reasons people leave the church are not good reasons to leave the church. Okay. Um, I would just throw that blanket statement out there, and I could be wrong. You may say, "Well, I had a good reason." That's fine. <laughs> you know, you, <laughs> might, you might have, but most of the times, you know, it it is over very superficial things. It's it's I don't like the style of music. I don't, uh, I, the preacher is just a nut job. You know, he's walking <laughs> around all the time. You know, he's just crazy. He won't be still, uh, you know, it's over, you know, and since God's, you know, it's just over a lot of things that it's like, all right, but are they teaching the word? Well, they're teaching the word. Is the music bringing glory to God? Yeah, it does. And it's like, okay, so then at, at that point, everything else that you're saying is all preference based, um, which means that you are calling the shots as far as where you're going to go and what you're going to do. And that's just that's just the fact of the matter. Right. I mean, yeah. it, and, and so a lot of the things like I, I, I just don't like, you know, some people get really upset about other, you know, eat about other people using the church or, or things like that. And, you know, and it's like, okay, well, is it, is it, is it something that's at hel- helping to advance the kingdom of God? Is it, is it something that's false doctrine? Is it, and most of the time it's just not, it's, mm-hmm. uh, and so I would push back against things like, well, uh, I don't, um, I don't like, but, but here, I, I guess before I do that, before I say that, let me say this. Ultimately, we all should be led by the spirit of God. So ultimately, I would say if if God is saying that you should move, that should be your reason to move. And it really shouldn't. We don't even need to get into all the, well, I don't like this. I don't like, because it makes it about you or me. And it should not be about you or me at all. It should be all about God because it's his house of prayer. It's his house of worship. Uh, So I'm actually not going to list any of the specific examples. What I am going to say is this. 
if your leaving isn't bathed in prayer and led by the spirit, then you should not be leaving. Yes. Um, that's oh, just, sure. that's just the case. I, and I feel like a lot of times and, and no, and we have to be discerning. Um, so when I say led by the spirit, I'm not saying your emotional response to it's something and that being um, confused as being the spirits leading you. Yes. I'm saying the actual, the Lord is leading you and you know that that's what you need to do. And you know that it's time for a change because you are in prayer time daily with God or, or as often as possible in your word. And God is speaking to you through that. Yeah. Then you leave. Uh, but I think I, in my experience, rarely is what, what I, I perceive is happening. Um, yeah. and a lot of times it's like, um, and, and, and we even do other silly things. Like, I mean, I've heard of people withholding their ties because they don't like something that's going on. And it's like, listen, you're, that's between you and God. Like you're going to have to answer to God for right. that. I mean, you may harm people around you and, and that's going to be on you too, but ultimately that's between you and God, you know? And, um, and so th that, that's what I would say is that it, it must come from, because when we start getting into, maybe it is something that, uh, the, the, the preaching God sees that the preaching style, is not reaching you, uh, or, or that you're not growing from it? And he says, you know, okay, you know, I'm going to, here's a, here's a place I think you would be good. But again, if we go to first Corinthians 12, we know that this church is a body. And yeah. so God is going to put you where he sees fit. He puts the members in places he sees fit. Um, and so for us to take that upon ourselves and insert ourselves in, in another body that already have that place covered, it's not going to be max efficiency, right? Yeah. So, so that's kind of what I would say. I want to, I want to kind of veer away from, well, I don't like this and I don't like this. And let me say this, yeah. when we do that, that consumer mentality is creeping in. Because it's not about, it's not so much about whether you like it as it is, is God leading you that way? I am certain that when the disciples dropped everything and followed Jesus, there were things about that walk that was very challenging and they probably struggled with. But Jesus didn't say, follow me as long as you like it. He said, follow me and take up your cross, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. He said, follow me. That's it. Surrender, complete commitment. So I think we have to make that distinction. For sure. Yeah, I, I would go as far to say I think we can very reasonably. If you leave in a huff for any reason, yeah. any reason, then you're not supposed to be leaving at that time. Yeah, yeah. Short of a point of the pastor says it's not, you know, Jesus is not God. Yeah. <laughs> right? That, But even if you're leaving in a huff, then it's the, the, the posture oftentimes points a lot to, uh, you, you know, gives a lot of context to the things behind it. So if someone offends you, say, OK, I'm leaving the church. That's not you, you can almost confirm, guarantee you're not supposed to leave the church at yeah. that time. But I think also, even from my experience, you're talking about less than, you know, we think about less than ideal church uh, situations. I found in my, life's, in my life, God has grown me, especially within those not ideal church situations yeah. where we've stayed when we, we could have left. I think of when, uh, when, when I came to college at Cedarville 2016, um, uh, you know, forever ago. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> All uh, those years ago. Right. Yeah. I, I, I what I was used to was a church context of um, music was a certain way. Uh, small church was better than big church 
all these things like, uh, you know, attendance, music style, preaching style. I was on that surface level and uh, I, I chose a church because I was comfortable in that setting. And I it, it was easier for me to go that route than the bigger churches that, uh, you know, emphasize things like groups or they even had drums in the service. It was just uncomfortable for me at the time. So I chose uh, a church based on largely those kind of sensory things that I was yeah. comfortable with. That wasn't necessarily the right decision in the moment. I wouldn't necessarily make it again now, but it was the right decision for me at the time because God grew me through it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't necessarily make it in the right way, but maybe now you're saying like, I've grown in my faith and I see things in the church now that I didn't see at the beginning that are less than ideal for one, that's going to happen anywhere. Yeah. But for two, that it, it most definitely confirms that God has put you there because you were on that path of faith. So the wrong uh, response then is to leave for any other reason than you you have to or the spirit is leading you a different direction. Right. And oftentimes you will be robbed of that growth in your faith if you leave too early. It's yeah. going to hurt you more than it hurts anybody else. Yeah. And that's huge because I wouldn't have learned the lessons I learned that have led me to where I am now in my faith in 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 my life with Christ, if not for those less than ideal quote unquote uh, church experiences. And that was all by God's design. So even if you were led somewhere, say that now your convictions of, of those surface level things have, have changed, like you'd be okay in a bigger church and you're in a small church and you see how these things can work, uh, outside of your, you know, the, what you were raised in or your, the paradigm in which you were saved. If your opinions are changing, that's not necessarily a reason to leave and find somewhere that fits right. you better. More than likely, it's a reason to either approach your pastors, talk it out with them, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk it out with people. It, it, for instance, if there's not uh, strong discipleship happening, that's, uh, I think, the case in a lot of Baptist churches. We have a very, str- like we talked about, a very strong push on evangelism, yeah. but there's not a lot of Christian growth happening. You can be that agent of change yeah. in, in Christ, and uh, who knows that how that will impact people you know, uh, in the church outside of you. And that's the whole point of Christian growth anyway, is yeah. that you're doing that together. Um, so it's it's a very big deal, not just because the church is a family. You wouldn't leave your family all these analogies and metaphors that we can use based on theological, but even in lived experience, yeah. it, is, it, 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 it means a lot within that Christian life to stay where you are unless you unless there's very strong spirit led or theological reasons that you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, and I'll say two, two more things, final things for me, but I, I said the 75% number, uh, don't don't I, I, oh, you know, I think that's accurate. I, yeah, I just I just throw that out there. And you may be someone that's watching this or listening to this and you're like, well, I, I know that I did for the right reason. And I'm not that number is not thrown out there to cause you to doubt whether that was the right reason or not. It's just uh, just in my experience. That's what it seems like that that it is. Um, and, and the other thing that I would say is that, you know, most of our best growth actually comes from times of adversity. 
Uh, it seems like that in the valley is where things grow the best. And so in our church experience, if all that we're ever looking for is the mountaintop, is that really an accurate uh, depiction of, of life? Is that really where we're going to find the most spiritual growth? Or do we find that spiritual growth when things aren't going just right? And we have to figure out as God leads us, which also helps us to see what it actually means to walk with God and to seek his wisdom for even those kind of things, which you would hope we would anyway. But as God leads us, we see how to 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 go about meeting with the pastor, to meeting with the worship leader, meeting with others and talking things out and finding reconciliation. And in all the unpleasantry, we see the greatness of God as he works faithfully through the process that he puts forth, if we'll just walk in that. And, and it is my tendency. I'll just go ahead and tell you, I have a very, I have a, uh, it's very easy for me to have a flight mentality. So if something doesn't hit right or doesn't go right, my uh, just honestly, I'm like, all right, I need to first initial reaction is I got to get out of here. Like this is this is too much. Uh, but one of the things that God has kind of taught me or has kind of been uh, showing me is that, you know, maybe that's not the answer. I mean, you see this, this and this. OK, that could be the case where we're not perfect people. So there's probably a lot of things you would like to see better. Well, what are you doing to contribute to the better as God leads you in, in, in allowing you to see those things that need work? And I think that's a question because we're like, I'm thinking, let's go. And it's like, hold on. Or does God want you to stay and be a part of the change and making it better for his kingdom and for his glory so that you can reach more people in your area around you? I think they're very valid questions to think about whenever you may be feeling that like, oh, I don't know about this. Do I need to do I need to just jet or do I need to kind of seek the Lord on this and see what he's really saying? That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Uh, real quick, can we give a few rapid fire reasons uh, why you should leave a church. And let me just couch this first. We've uh, just like we've said before, these are provided that you don't take your toys and leave. This yeah. would not be to just leave the church entirely. If you should leave it, if you, should it should be going to another church for yeah. one never time necessarily without a church you, you could look around and that's fine but never to leave the faith obviously or leave the church and have this idea that you can be a christian by yourself like that's bad also don't leave without trying to reconcile yeah and trying to mend whatever but Obviously, I would say from the outset, if there's heresy being taught, yeah, you should leave. And that's not, you know, that's a non-negotiable yeah, because that yeah. eventually will kill you yeah. and kill your family. If uh, you, you stay in that and allow that to go, that that's going to be harmful spiritually. Yeah. If there's uh, unrepentant or if there's abuse happening within the church, yeah. that's covered up, you should leave yeah. and not put yourself for that. Even financial abuse, if there's things happening that are unchecked, that's unhealthy as well yeah. in the sense that's going to hurt you and it's hurting the testimony of God you should leave yeah um if there if if I I don't know how to say this in not a uh vague way but yeah. if if it's going to kill you spiritually to stay there yeah then you should leave yeah yeah I don't know what all that can mean if there's a relationship that's past saving and there's no church discipline happening you should probably leave yeah if you move somewhere and it'd be like an hour hour and a half drive to go to your church you should probably leave find one closer to yeah you. 
Um, and and that's I, think, not a, yeah. I think the key thing that you're saying, though, too, is that if it's unchecked, so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, and all these things, if they're unchecked now, if, if it's a situation where, you know, you, you say, oh, I see this and you take it to someone and then that's dealt with and it's, then, then that's different. But for sure, if, if stuff is, yeah. And, and I think there's also, and I'll, I'll just throw this one out. There's, there are good reasons to leave. So if, if God has discipled you in a place and he has called you into ministry from that place and he says, now it's time for you to go and, and lead my people here or be a part of this ministry here, then sometimes, and, and both you and I have been blessed to, to have that happen, that there, yes. that there are yes. good. I mean, it just seems like, unfortunately, that it's rarer that we see that where the church is actually, yeah, go with our blessing. We're praying for you we're here if you need anything that kind of mentality um then but that's a good reason like there there are times where god may um and and, and we hope for that it's so foreign that we don't think about it but we hope for it that god's raising up other ministers and leaders in the church and he says okay now i want you to go start this work that i'm leading you to and then we say awesome i mean we cry internally because we'll miss them dearly but then we say awesome <laughs> that god's working in your life and yes go and um and our prayers go with you, you know, and so I think there are good reasons. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but we just don't often get to in, to see those like we would like to. Uh, so, yeah. Unfortunately. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you have anything, anything we've missed, anything uh, from your experience, please uh, leave a comment, leave a message or emails are in the description and show notes. Um, and we love uh, for you to be a part of the yeah. conversation. But thank you for joining us. We hope that this was helpful for you today. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll look to see you next week then yeah yeah thank you so much we look forward to to hearing what god may lay on your heart and your experience too i think that would be helpful for us and and just helpful for us to grow together as jesus followers absolutely all right have a great rest of your day stay strong in the lord and uh yeah we'll see you next time see you